Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, welcome to Fightful. It is now December 31st, 2023. This is your AEW World's End Post Show. Oh boy, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, Mercedes-related stuff, Andrade-related stuff, Chris Jericho-related stuff, MJF, The Devils, Continental Classic, what isn't there to talk about right now? And uh, we're going to have all your scrum highlights here as well. Thanks to our great moderator, Luis, who is uh, going to be getting gathering any pertinent notes for us as well. So if you don't want to sit through uh, all that, we've got you covered here. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We would greatly appreciate that. We are a largely publicly funded website youtube.com slash fightful we are going to have a bunch of new content for you in 2024 including a long form feature and some sit down videos that that i've done i used to do those as srs 4k but uh we got some more coming your way very very soon but get in your super chats here at youtube.com slash fightful or humperchats.com that's our streamlabs platform that's how you get your question or statement read on the air uh, we break more news than anybody in wrestling, and uh, we've got a lot of backstage insight on this, as reported by FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. Just $5 a month, $54 a year gets you exclusive access to uh, the best exclusive news in wrestling. And if we ain't breaking the news, we're getting you more details than ever. Just today, uh, we had additional details on the Andrade situation. Kevin Dunn leaving WWE, uh, as reported by PW Insider. Uh, but we also had some very interesting news on Friday night. WWE claims that they are no longer in conversations with uh, Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks. Now, I said on our preview show today on Fightful Select, I did not expect her on this show, but I expect her somewhere very soon. WWE expects her somewhere very soon as well. We'll be talking about that. But let's go ahead, get right into all this. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. 
we would greatly appreciate it. Chris says, were you surprised no free agents tonight? No. No. Uh, I absolutely don't. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because I, I didn't know if there were uh, there were things that, that, that would fit necessarily on this show. And somebody says, no longer in conversations. The agreement contract is already signed. No. No. Walked away from conversations. No. Not, no funny little wordplay bullshit. Nothing like that. Uh, if you're guessing, where do you think Mercedes shows up? Do you think AEW has any debuts on deck? Uh, I would expect her to be in AEW. That's what I'm expecting. I think it'll happen sooner than later. And I that's that's what I'm personally expecting. Man, I got people on, <laughs> on uh, X, Twitter, leaving me those thumbs up, all that good stuff. Uh, leave them on, on YouTube.com slash Fightful. But hey, if you're watching this on X on Twitter, uh, slap that retweet. Your favorite uh, Bo friend says, who dropped the ball harder, AEW Creative or the Detroit Lions? I have only heard about the Detroit Lions getting that penalty on the two-point conversion. Woof, bro. But I had C.D. Lamb in one of my leagues, so worked out pretty well. Will this be the most paper, a, criticized AEW pay-per-view uh, yet produced? No, it won't. Now, I think that the first 80% of it was lackluster, but still, I don't know that there will be a pay-per-view more criticized that AEW ever does than the exploding barbed wire death match. Like, I think you really got to look back and remember how scrutinized that really was. Uh, by the way, people are saying, Sean, you got any reports up on MJF? Yes, I just posted one on uh, FightfulSelect.com. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, everything about MJF is is pretty interesting uh, right now. But hey, we were we were on the money about the Devils too. <laughs> Crispy says, uh, "Got to be the worst AEW show ever tonight." Shame. No, I disagree with that completely. Uh, might be the might be the most underwhelming AEW pay-per-view in totality, but listen, I don't have um, an encyclopedia memory of, of that. BB says, any insight on production issues at tonight's show? The cr crowd sounded silent for most of the show. People in the crowd said it was lively. Yeah, everybody I talked to there said it was lively, but you rarely talk to somebody who's at a show who say that it wasn't lively. You know what I mean? Like, it, almost everybody claims that, that it was lively. Now, it got lively towards the end, though. We got uh, Zach Schimmel saying, interesting show. Glad I tuned in. Will be interesting to see what happens in AEW in 2024. That it will be. Uh, and we kicked off. Willow Nightingale defeated Chris Statlander. Man, I think this was... <sighs> this was an indication of the direction the show was going. There was, you know, the unfortunate end to this match where uh, the gut wrench power bomb didn't go, didn't go well. They had to cover for it on commentary. And then they, they had to have Chris Statlander kick out of that. And then they, they redid it. Ah, man. I, I look at that and I'm like, well, you know, that's, that's unfortunate. It was, it was fine. There, there wasn't anything about this that was was bad necessarily, but it is one of those matches. I'm glad they had a, a third match, a third women's match on this show. 
but uh, I I want to see more build, and it does feel like the Continental Classic did certainly compromise a lot of the ability to build some of these matches. Uh, but Willow Nightingale gets the win here. She's perpetually over too. That is that is just something that that I always say when I when I see her. She's always over. Serena Deeb is back. So FightfulSelect.com, you're going to see me pat myself on the back for this stuff quite a bit. In our Fightful Select scoops thread, uh, we we posted that she had been working towards getting cleared for a while. There's a pretty extended process for that within AEW as of right now. But uh, she's back. They've got new vignettes for her. She's in a straight jacket of some kind. I uh, hope that's symbolic. But she's the professor uh, that she talks about uh, about her dojo and how you know hard she's worked at her craft and how ten thousand hours makes it a master or makes you a master at something. I'm just glad to see her back. Um, I think it is something that that they've been missing is somebody like a Serena Deeb, a technical master, so to speak. Uh, getting her and getting Thunder Rosa back would would definitely be a big shot in the arm for AEW. And and that's... The, the women have been getting more opportunities lately. And Tony has said, well, they've all stepped up as well. These are two women in Serena, when given the opportunity, has stepped up. And Thunder Rosa, when given the opportunity, has been over all the time. Darren Walker says, great news on Serena Deeb. Any news when Megan Bain uh, may have her last stardom date? When can we see her in AEW? I don't know. Uh, in fact, I don't know how long that deal runs with AEW because the time is always ticking on that, from what I understand. But after a match last year, Tony was like, you know, you should you know, seek out some some work outside of AEW as well and encouraged, uh, encouraged uh, her to hit up stardom. Uh, guys, I got all y'all asking about MJF. Asking about MJF. We're going in order. You can go over to Fightful Select, get the news right now. Just $5 a month. Supports our staff. Uh, we got Kill Switch winning a 20-man battle royal. When you saw that he was in this, you kind of knew that he was going to win. There wasn't a lot to this battle royal. It was a battle royal. Listen, I am a sucker for a good battle royal. An absolute sucker for a good battle royal. But this was just there. It just happened. Uh, and what we're going to do is mainly talk about, <laughs> about the Kill Switch uh, battle royal win whenever that comes up in the Christian Cage Adam Copeland uh, thing. Any news on Sammy Callahan, says Austin Case. Yeah, the MLW deal is a handshake deal. And uh, let me tell you, you'll want to shake my hand if you ever try NordVPN. There is no product that we have promoted more on Fightful that I use while I'm awake than NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You guys have probably seen me anchored to my desk an awful lot for quite a while, and I've always got NordVPN on all my devices. That's because that's what NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows. You get the fastest VPN in the world on all your devices, on all your operating systems. It is so beneficial to have that versatility. Here at home, I put it on my router just in case, and I put it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, 
and smart TV. That allows you to get all the benefits. The online threat protection, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, the ability to use that NordPass password manager, the file encryption tool, all that good stuff on everything. Also, you can subscribe to all those overseas services I'm telling you all about, all with 24-7 tech support and a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already amazing deal. Protect yourself on all your devices with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Little inside baseball, I might get a little heat for this, but I used NordVPN.com slash Fightful tonight. I changed my virtual location to the UK. Got on that Triller. Got the pay-per-view for 20 bucks. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Do you think Mercedes debuts before she's cleared, says John? Uh, you know, I don't know if she has been cleared or not. She's been training, so I, I don't know if she's been cleared or not. I don't have that information. Manmeet says, fun show. I thought the reveal had emotions. Uh, I, I did too, and I'm very excited to talk about that. Uh, for Luis, if there are anything, any uh, super chats about the reveal, just apply them to that section. Daniel says, my problem with this pay-per-view is there are a lot of matches that seem to be made for the point of pe- getting people on the card, i.e. the two eight-man tag matches. I'd rather have a more robust match card uh, and have a, a pay-per-view be three hours with better stories. So, I'm with you there. Willow and Chris, they probably could have done that in Newark this Wednesday. Uh, they probably could have done Hook versus Wheeler Yuta there as well. I understand he's relatively local. Eight-man tag. Probably could have done that uh, this week, this this upcoming week. Knowing what we know now, Swerve and Dustin, but listen, you know, that who could have known, right? Who could have known? So there are three or four matches that I think could have could have easily slid somewhere else. Anyway, Hook does defeat Wheeler Yuta. Um, I would not normally be in the habit of beating people that are holding championships. However, I think with Wheeler Yuta, it works because one, Hook, always impossibly over. People always love him. You want Hook working with people like Wheeler Yuta who are very polished in the ring. Uh, and, and so far, he's not done anything to sort of be exposed in that sense either. But you can also go with the, well, this isn't up Wheeler Yuta's alley right now. I mean, he's in the Blackpool Combat Club, but... He's the pure champion. He's been working those pure rules matches. He hasn't been working those FT, uh, FTW uh, rules matches. So I thought that that one made sense. And I understand wanting to get Hook on this show. If anything, I think they need to be getting Hook on uh, many shows. Many shows that they're doing. Because the guy always gets a great reaction. It seemed like he was going to be a big part of what they did in the future. But also, I'm not sure they ever really knew what to do with him. I'm not sure there was ever that thing. And listen, if he wants to become like the FTW guy and do hardcore style matches, I would love that. I would. It worked so well for Taz. Like one of the reasons I fell in love with suplexes as a kid was because I would see Taz doing them uh, through tables and the like. So I, I understand putting him on this show as well. Now, that being said about the eight-man tag earlier, I was really happy to see Daniel Garcia get a win because Daniel Garcia, to me, there are a few people in this company, especially there's like Takeshita. He's going to be a top guy. 
Uh, Daniel Garcia, he is going to be a top guy. Ricky Starks is going to be a top guy here, there, somewhere. Daniel Garcia, looking at Brian Danielson, the way that he did through this match as teammates, was him looking at what could have been. So, I will echo this sentiment. I think Daniel Garcia's storyline should be sort of like Maven in 2004. What the hell does that mean? There's going to be a whole bunch of kids watching this that go, Maven the YouTuber? Yeah, Maven the YouTuber. uh, That talks about all the cool stuff he did in WWE when he was only there for a few years. Wonderful guy. Uh, But Maven, one tough enough, had been a prospect for a couple years. Never really got going. Somehow, he got involved in a Survivor Series match against Evolution where the winners each got to control Raw for a week. Well, naturally, everybody on the team that beat Evolution were like, well, I'm giving myself a title shot. I'm giving myself a title shot. No, I'm giving myself a title shot. So it happened week after week. It gets to Maven's week. And Maven is approached by Triple H. And he's like, listen, buddy, you're not ready. But maybe one day you could be ready. And even if you are ready, Evolution's not going to let you win this match anyway. So just join Evolution. Give me the night off. I see something in you. Maven said, no, 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 not going to do it. Not going to do it. He lost. And then what happened? He turned heel anyway. He thought that his morals were above that. He thought that his priorities were above Evolution. But then he turned heel anyway. Because he realized not only did he lose the world championship, He lost his chance to become something. Daniel Garcia is in a very similar position with Blackpool Combat Club because he had the opportunity to become Blackpool Combat Club last year. And he said no. He wanted to be the entertainer. But where did that get him? Nowhere. Didn't get him any accolades. Didn't improve his career. He danced and that helped get him over. But at the heart of Daniel Garcia's character, we know he's not an entertainer, even though he is, even though he really, really is. He's a wrestler. And he looks at Brian Danielson, and I'm sure that he sees Brian Danielson. He's like, well, he certainly is a wrestler. He's also the guy that talks about apples being tree semen and bullies Ryback on table for three. Sometimes the best wrestlers are the best entertainers. And it's almost like Daniel Garcia's character is seeing that, and he's in that Maven situation where he's like, I I screwed up. I screwed up. And now he's proving something to Brian Danielson. I was so happy he got this win. And I love the Mark Briscoe element of this as well. Because Mark Briscoe, he was, he was sort of bridging that gap between Danielson and Claudio, who really didn't want much to do with with Daniel Garcia and and Garcia himself because he was like Pat and Garcia on the back like good job man good job man also rad to see Mark Briscoe get a win on pay-per-view as well but they need to know what they got with Daniel Garcia and I'm not talking about following up in a month or two or anything else I'm talking about doing something with Daniel Garcia now Go right into it. Go right into it. Man. Again, guys, for anybody asking what's going on with the scrum, don't know. I'm not there. Uh, We will have notes 
as it occurs. So, and just, just to clarify something, we are never told what to ask or what not to ask at those scrums. It has never happened at one I've been to. So after this, Brody King attacks Daddy Magic, who's doing commentary. Uh, Gators says anything on them. Commentary seemed flustered about the sucker punch they didn't show. They did show Daddy Magic selling it afterwards. So I doubt it's them working their own angle or anything like that. <clears throat> okay, man. Nicholas says, bias because I watched the pay-per-view at the movies for the first time, which made me love it. If Sasha is AEW bound, when do you think any news on that AJT's for the Rumble? Buddy, I hope. I hope AJ Lee is coming back. There are so many uh, women in WWE that I have spoken to that want to work with her. So many. Uh, as far as Sasha being AEW bound, listen, if WWE expects her to appear somewhere else, to me, that makes it sound to me like the deal fell out and she said, well, I'm, I'm going elsewhere. And that's a that's a hunch, not a report. I think imminently. And also, I would love to watch a pay-per-view at the movies. Uh, we have a theater nearby that does that. But what really made me want to try that was when I was at AEW Double or Nothing in Jacksonville. And the majority of us were watching that show on the big screens, uh, the, the Anarchy in the Arena, Stadium Stampede. It was a whole lot of fun. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. We'd greatly appreciate it. <clears throat> Ryan says, how shocked were you when the Kevin Dunn news came down? To me, it was time for him to go. I've been wanting a uh, new... <laughs> I was wanting a new direction, hopefully. It's more a sports-based production like Triple H did with NXT. So... There, Blue Chew isn't a sponsor tonight, but anytime anybody says new direction, I do a nude erection segue. I, I, I wouldn't say that I was like shocked because like he had to go at some point, right? I thought he was on borrowed time the last year and a half. Thought for sure on borrowed time the last year and a half. But... According to Mike Johnson, a PW insider, it's it's a vision that sort of can't be cohesive with the direction in which WWE is going. Now, an interesting aspect that Fightful Select posted, uh, best $5 in the business, Mike Mansuri, who is now with AEW, was always supposed to be the guy that filled in for him. He gone. Looks like it'll be a multi-pronged attack so to speak in filling that role they've had other people training for it but i mean he's he's been responsible for some particularly bad idea i don't want to say bad ideas but some things where you go what he didn't like that what but also i've, I've heard a lot of people that that have said a lot of good things about him now, I have collected quotes about him for quite some time. I should probably just release that. There was a period where I was working on a long-form feature about him and just quotes in general about him. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll work on putting that together now. Oh, boy. Miro defeated Andrade El Idolo. 
Woo. So there were a whole lot of people yesterday on the World Wide Web that thought they understood, first off, how my job works, how I get information, or why I get information. Yesterday, a giant snowball started to go downhill. So I think by now, if you're a subscriber of Fightful Select, you know that I get access to some internal WWE live events reports. Don't ask how, ain't ever telling you. Sometimes it's got producer info, uh, match info, some upcoming notes that, that need to be implemented. And one of those was a note internally that they were working on or at the at the one yard line of getting a former WWE champion to appear on WWE Raw day one. I asked around. I did not get the name, but somebody said, yeah, we are working on that, actually. How did you find out? Well, zipping my mouth there, ran the report. After I ran the report, I had posted, guys, listen, I don't know. It could be Bob Backlund. It could be Sasha Banks. It could be either one of them. For all I know, their their classification of a former WWE champion might be a different title or something. I wouldn't classify it as that, but hey. Then somebody in WWE reached out and they said, it ain't Sasha, and this is why it ain't Sasha. Okay. So I'm calling around. I'm trying to find out who is it, who is it, who is it? And then somebody says to me, well, maybe it's Andrade. And I'm like, well, first off, Andrade isn't a former WWE champion. He's a champion in WWE. But why would you think that? Because as Fightful Select reported today, it uh, looks like, or it looked like his deal would be up in like the spring, summer. Well, apparently there was a pretty big situation behind the scenes at dynamite on Wednesday. And so the, the term somebody used was gave his notice, but I don't know if that's an appropriate term. I don't know if it's an appropriate phrase, but he was expected to finish up. And not only was he expected to finish up, he was likely to head back to WWE if he had his way. Now, why personally hunch, not a report. I don't think that would be him for the day one thing, because one, I don't think that WWE would actively be like, well, shit, if you found it out, yeah, we are. And here's us public. Triple H commented on the report, which never happens. Never happens. I certainly didn't know that was happening. But I don't think he would do that if Andrade was the guy and was still under contract. But then I hear, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty rough blow up between AEW and Andrade. We're going to work to find more uh, information there. But Andrade is expected to leave as of right now. Uh, Wrestle Purist and my and Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, also had a lot on that. But this is the one that I I was telling people on on the preview show that Rob Wilkins hosts on Fightful Select to keep their eye on. But Miro gets the win. I thought the match was okay. It was a very WWE match, right? Um, but CJ Perry is now back with Miro. First off, I want to say. Thank God CJ Perry is okay after that infection she had. I know a lot of people wouldn't expect it, and maybe I'm blowing her cover here. One of the nicest people in wrestling. Doesn't have a mean bone in her body. Just wonderful. Really, really wonderful. So uh, very glad, very glad uh, that you know, she's, she's good to go. But a lot of people were saying, 
eh, you know what? It doesn't make sense to have her back with, with Miro. And I can't imagine that that was the immediate plan. I can't imagine that this was the original plan. So I guess that we'll, uh, I guess we're going to see if this was the, the original idea or if there was something that, that sort of contributed to this outside of the Andrade thing, or if it was simply the Andrade thing. KE775 says, if Andrade is really WWE bound, wouldn't SmackDown be a better fit? Did he burn bridges with AEW with how he left? I would say so, yeah. I would say this one wasn't amicable. I would say not amicable. So, um... I think he fits, you know, where wherever they put him right now. I mean, Charlotte's out probably all of 2024 right now, so I don't think particularly picky. I mean, obviously they, they got the LWO storyline going on uh, SmackDown. You could you could naturally add him into that, but I don't know if you want to always just do that. Vin says executives don't usually step down immediately. Wonder if he runs through mania to groom somebody else being Kevin Dunn. I'm told he gave his notice, but I don't know when he's finishing up. He had taken a couple days off recently. We had somebody asking about the scrum and why it was taking so long to start. It usually takes them a little while to start. Uh, it, we, we got notes for you. Don't worry about that. Ben Martin says worst AEW pay-per-view ever lacking big matches. I don't think it was the worst ever. Maybe, maybe I'm missing one, but I mean, still thinking back to how that exploding barbed wire death match thing ended. I'm just like, okay, that one, that one was the worst. That one was the worst. Uh, A couple of, we got our bet online AG betting odds, by the way. And uh, there were a couple of upsets. Samoa Joe, uh, it was an upset, which, you know, I, I had him picked to win. I had him winning that one. And that was the main one. I mean, Tony Storm was a minus 10,000. So here's an interesting one. Adam Copeland was the favorite, but I wonder how they would do that. I mean, these are largely for entertainment purposes, but the way that that turned out. Either way, if you want to make a bet, do it at Bet Online. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform; they've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds, whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or football, baseball, basketball, erasing anything you can think of. All major sporting events are covered by betonline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. Betonline.ag. That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. Betonline.ag. Only bet what you can and please bet responsibly. Sean Garner says, any clue on the big signing for TNA they're teasing? I'm working on it. People in TNA don't even know. Dante says, didn't he pick a fight with Sammy trying to get fired a while ago? Um, I'm going to see what more I can get on the record about the Sammy thing. But from what I understood, he went out and hit Sammy right after he said he wasn't going to. 
Andy says, does Cody have an agreement on a new contract? Uh, if so, why the delay in signing? When does his existing one expire? I actually don't know when his existing one expires, but I think this one's going to be really long-term. It was reiterated to me again today. The original contract that was sent to him, the offer, was in October. It was not signed in October. And I don't believe it's been signed as of yet. It's a formality. He's staying in WWE. Cody is not going anywhere. But um, he did not sign in October. Mike says, off topic, what's up with Bobby Lashley's contract? He's been back for six years by now. Uh, can you give any insight? Surely he has to be up soon. Well, I mean, he came back in 2018. It would not shock me if he had signed an extension at some point through there. We don't always learn of the contracts. I would love to. I would love to have info on every contract, but unfortunately we don't. Sean Garner says, could the former WWE champion be a woman? Uh, yeah, to me, I, I would think so. I think it'd be possible. Why not? Speaking of women, Tony Storm defeated Riho. Uh, Riho always somehow, uh, always somehow, a ratings draw. Listen, I I see a lot of people that are like, "Oh man, Riho isn't convincing." I don't know, man. I guess I just don't have the same concern on that stuff, man. Like, I think that she's she's a good worker, and I have watched you know smaller talent wrestle bigger talent than this like we're talking about like what a, a a 30 35 40 pound difference here like i see that all the time in wrestling and i understand that riho is is smaller but i mean i think i just think the work's good i think her work is pretty good so i, I look at that and i'm like you know not nothing that terrible that being said this was a stretch of a few matches that just weren't it for me. When I say the Andrade Miro match was like, eh, a WWE match. I mean like the kind of matches that they were having years ago when they weren't allowed to do shit. This one didn't click for me either. So this was back-to-back -back matches where I was just like, ah, man, not, not it for me, not it for me. And it was, it it started off with such a nice beat, the eight man tag. And then we had like, five matches in a row that didn't hit. And I cannot remember a time ever watching AEW where five straight matches didn't hit for me. And this was one of them. Uh, just wasn't, wasn't working. Deshire says, is a Sasha to AEW your prediction or scoop prediction prediction? Swerve Strickland, Dustin Rhodes, Oh, brother, man. It's cursed. It's cursed, buddy. Keith Lee uh, revealed today he's been battling an injury since September of 2022 and was trying to get through the night, and he couldn't, and they filled, uh, they filled his spot with Dustin Rhodes. And listen, man, you, you will not find a bigger supporter of Dustin Rhodes' work Prince Nana's work or Swerve's work than me. I think Swerve is the guy. I think he could be world champion within six months. I really do. I think he's white hot. The crowd loves him. Dustin Rhodes, I've been a longtime fan of his work. I think he's a brilliant mind in wrestling. 
in fact, after this match, there were there's some for some reason somebody started a rumor that he quit, and he said to me, "I'm Dustin fucking Rhodes. I don't quit." Prince Nana has been incredible. I think. Listen, the the Fightful Awards voting takes place next week on FightfulSelect.com. I I think Prince Nana is probably going to run away with Manager of the Year. It's either probably him or Heyman. And Dante V says, amazing three-match card. Everything else was oddly booked or the crowd ruined by not reacting. Why didn't Swerve squash a one-legged Dustin? Well, man, like, I looked at what we saw as a squash. It was Dustin selling for, like, 10 minutes before the match. And then this plodding pace. Like, I... This one just, to me, it really set the tone that the pace of this show wasn't going to be like what we saw out of any other AEW pay-per-view. I think, and this is me saying this, eight-man tag, great pace. Miro and Andrade, slow, had that cloud over it. The whole show had a cloud over it for obvious reasons. But Swerve and Dustin was, was a plotting one, and again, not what they planned, but this one didn't hit for me. And I don't think it's the fault of either performer. They were put in a position where Swerve is such a big star in AEW right now. You, When you have him advertise for a pay-per-view and people come to the city and they're going to watch that show, you got to deliver on Swerve at this point. You know what I mean? you got to deliver on it. New Lack City says, middle of the pay-per-view almost ruined it completely with Keith Lee out, Andrade leaving, the Jericho debacle, but the last three matches delivered and saved World's End. Happy with the Devil's Crew. We will be talking about that shortly, but after all the stuff the last day, the Keith Lee not being in this match was just a gut punch, man. I've waited for this match for so long. And I've, I've said this on the air. Even though it's taken way too long to get there, Glad that it was going to happen without Parker and Trench at ringside. Much preferable. Uh, you know, Prince Nana is much preferable to them. Sean Garner says, did Jade debut before the Rumble or at the Rumble? I think at the Rumble, but that's a think. A think. Do you know if Lee is out long term? If so, would you do Swerve versus a Jay White feud? I think you need to see how audiences are going to react to Swerve in the immediate future. Are you still going to push him as a heel? The crowd really loves him. But also, you can't change too much about him because that's 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 why they like him. Sorry for the stutter there. Do I think MJF is WWE bound? No. <clears throat> Nicholas says, so Kevin Dunn is leaving WWE. If he owns shares, do you see Kevin Dunn selling the rest of his uh, now TKO shares? Yeah, I do. I do. And uh, he'll live a very fulfilling life as a result. Are Sammy and KO both up soon? Could you see them jumping ship considering their relationship with the Bucks? I believe Kevin's up at the end of the year. I don't know about Sammy. Um, I could... I could, see, you know, if if the money's right, sure, sure. I mean, they, they do maintain a good relationship with them, I, from what I understand. But I always say I don't 
try to understand the motivations of artists and millionaires. You know what I mean? Like, I can't relate to a millionaire. I can't relate to somebody, anybody else who is making their art and what they want to do with it. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they're like, hell yeah, throw my art on an eight by 10, print it out, sell it at big lots. Or maybe they're going to say, oh, nobody, we're not doing that. You never know. Has AEW had any conversations with Mustafa Ali? That I don't know, but man, that guy is booked so friggin' solid. He is getting crazy bookings. Hoping to talk to him soon. Uh, somebody I really look up to in wrestling. But I haven't heard of anything. I know they've got some interest, or there has been some interest from people in the company for people that are there. John Wick GM says, Would love Lee to come back to WWE and beat Gunter. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening. I mean, I think he could eventually come back to WWE. Is everything good backstage at AEW? That's that's a pretty broad question. And it, it's hard to say. I mean, nobody's always going to be happy. You know what I mean? Hmm. Oh, how about this one? Where Look at this. The Bet Online AG deal working out. Kadeem says... Sean, last week you convinced me Joe was going to win the title, so I dropped 50 bucks on him at 2.87 odds. Thanks for helping me pay for New Year's Eve. Listen, that's what we're doing. Listen, Bet Online wants to get in bed with us. It might cost them. It might cost them. We're those insiders, man. They're looking at us right now and they're going, like, damn it, Sean. Damn it, Sean, you've done it again. Oh, man. Okay. BB says, expect any AEW statement on Jericho after tonight. In Simmons says, what was the Jericho debacle again? Okay. Now, for many reasons, I have to be very structured in how I say this stuff. Uh, for many reasons, but also because... Uh, I want to be mindful of the the people who are potential victims, their privacy, their feelings, and their considerations. And if you summarize this, aggregate this, whatever, you're you're ridiculous. Like there ain't no reason to take anything here out of context. So, for those that didn't know what was going on, there were. NDA chants at Chris Jericho. There were uh, NDA signs as well behind him. And uh, there was, I'm a Lucha saying, my section started the NDA chant. Boos were super loud. Jericho's going to catch some major heat. Eddie was right about him too. Eddie deserves his flowers. So does Joe. Cole as the devil is going to slap. Samantha Poole says, this is my second AEW event. It was good. Yes, there were some missteps, but overall good. The TNT end, uh, ending was my favorite, or wasn't my favorite. I don't know if you heard it on TV, but they were chanting NDA during the eight-man tag match on my side. Thank you, Samantha, for that uh, super chat. And Bucky Beaver says, how do you think Tony deals with Chris Jericho? The crowd definitely made the most of their time when he was in the ring tonight. There were some you know, singing of Judas tonight that got booze through it. There were some boos. There were some NDA chants. So for those of you who are completely unaware, here's what's going on. Uh, around Christmas, Stephen P. New, who is an attorney for Ace Steel, and I think uh, probably consulted with CM Punk some as well, 
said that everybody involved with Brawl Out signed an NDA and was unable to talk about it. Now, there was plenty of back and forth going on there, and I don't have to get through the, the, the details of that. But um, Chris Jericho said, I didn't sign one. And Chris Jericho, I don't know how much of it he saw. We had reported that he uh, yelled at CM Punk at some point. And I don't know, you know, again, I don't know how much he actually saw. Never had a conversation with him about it. Uh, Nick Hausman of House of Wrestling commented and said, what about the NDAs you make other people sign? So, I mean, that kicked off plenty of rumors as well. And uh, on his show this past week, Nick Hausman uh, made a pretty pretty distinct comparison of Chris Jericho uh, to someone who is an abuser. Now, I want to make this clear. As of right now, at least as it has been relayed to me, there are no actual allegations or claims. What there was was a thread of some other people speaking, sometimes in some, some vague language and sometimes in some pretty distinct language, about Chris Jericho and one bringing up a rumor regarding Kylie Ray from 2019. Kylie Ray sent a heart on it with no additional follow-up or anything like that. So to make this clear, at least publicly, there has been no allegation from Kylie Ray uh, or anything of that sort. Now, when Kylie Ray left AEW, we didn't even know she had left yet. I made probably a half a dozen inquiries to AEW, PR, officials, tons of people. What's going on? What's going on? Reached out to Kylie, didn't hear anything back. I think it is very, very important to remember that at that time, especially on Twitter, there were such vast rumors it could be related to this male talent. It could be related to this female talent bullying her. She got into a fight with this female talent. Oh, well, uh, this male executive uh, did this. Oh, this male wrestler maybe did this. I had somebody that trained with her, swore up and down it was a spinal injury. I had uh, somebody that was uh, that claimed to be close to her with a blue check mark next to their name claiming something far worse personally then there's a, a whole lot of personal health stuff that was thrown at me uh, as, as it pertained to her that you know I could never report and would never report. It was a situation where there were so many people with blue check marks next to their name that swore they knew the answer that the only responsible thing was for her to answer. There was no way that even two or three of the, the seven or eight different things that were thrown out there could have coexisted. And that rumor was one of them. It wasn't like a oh, wrestling media secret. I never had a wrestler tell me that. It was only something I had seen on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. And all of these rumors had people perpetuating them as if, yes, this absolutely is the truth. I never knew exactly why she left AEW. However, in October of 2019, she posted a statement and she said, nobody made me leave AEW. 
said that she needed to get right with God and, and some things like that. But um, I had asked Tony Khan at an AEW media call, or not a media call, media scrum about it. And he very clearly wanted to get through that answer. Like he, he did not seem excited to answer that. Now, I don't know if that's indicative of anything. And, you know, I'm not here to make a, you know, make a condemnation of somebody based on how they respond to an uncomfortable question or, or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I think there's an awful lot of people that are making assumptions and linking things that I don't even know if that was the original link that was being made. Now, I interviewed Kylie uh, about a less than a year after she left AEW, and um, you know anything off the record will not be discussed because that's off the record. But we did discuss what she was comfortable talking about and what she wasn't comfortable talking about, and she said she did not want to discuss her AEW departure. She told me she still watched AEW, and I said, "Is this something I should poke around about?" And she was like, "No, I don't think so." She was like, "I just don't really want to discuss that." Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, and she said, and she reiterated to me, she was like, nobody made me leave. And I had even said the, the, well, you know, I heard a lot of things and ultimately it's up to you. And I wanted to respect that. And her saying nobody made me leave is not a condemnation. It is not anything I think definite. You never know how somebody's feeling or what they might need to say or have to say or are required to say you never know so i i can't assume things based on that and i had a lot of people today saying why aren't you saying anything about this 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 you knew you knew hell no i didn't know i hadn't ever been told that by a credible source period ever that specific thing that was going going around saw it on twitter saw it on random facebook pages and stuff like that but if you take everything that appears on a random Facebook page as gospel, well, that's pretty dangerous. Did we follow up on it? Of course. Are we going to keep following up on it? Of course we are. Uh, but also, I think it's very important to note there have been no specific claims from anybody that I know of. And obviously, if there are, that's something we're going to follow up on as well. But we're already following up on a lot of this stuff. I hope it is asked about at the Scrum tonight. If not by her name directly, then general allegations and the controversy associated with it. Um, I've always had a really positive relationship with Kylie Ray. I've got nothing but great things to say about her. I think that she is a strong ass woman. Uh, I think that she is incredibly talented. I love watching that woman perform. Really loved interviewing her. Wrestling Perspective interviewed her on Fightful uh, earlier this year as well. But just because we're looking into it doesn't mean we can manufacture answers. You cannot expect more care to be given to a WWE Raw rundown than a situation like this. We can't wave our hand and make information appear because this, the reality of these types of situations are 
There are some people that don't want to talk about it. I'll give you a good example. EC3 did tell me about the Velveteen Dream stuff, about Velveteen Dream filming him uh, or, or trying to. And he said, I would really like it if you did not tell anybody about this until I go public about it because it's very uncomfortable. He had made WWE aware, so it wasn't something that was like the company needed to know. Uh, you have to respect the wishes and the safety and the privacy of victims and potential victims. I think that is very, very important. And uh, you do have to also consider, could somebody get hurt? Could somebody, any, anything like that in the future as well? You have to weigh that as well. But yeah, uh, that's that's what I know and what I'm able to talk about. And again, obviously it is something we will look into uh, and we will continue to look into, but we cannot manufacture answers. Patrick says, shout out to the mods. The chat is yike tonight. Yikes tonight. Uh, this match was yikes tonight. This match was not good. Not good at all. Listen, I'll say this. I love Sting. That's about it. That's about it. Irene says, opening match and the final three matches were all good to great. A uh, few matches could have been better, and the Jericho match was a disaster. The end. Yeah, it wasn't good. And, and at minimum, I would, I would at least, you know, ha you got to have a conversation. You gotta, you gotta at least take a serious look at stuff like this. Have to, have to. Vicky says Sting was amazing. He's the icon. I think it's great he gets to give us more highlights without getting pinned. Can't wait for Revolution. Love you all. Vicky, I am so excited that you're going to get to see Sting at Revolution. Julia Hart defeated Abaddon. Oh, boy. This wasn't good. This wasn't good. Abaddon was, you know... The big question has been like, how will she do in a major match? And it just, it wasn't a good match. Uh, I, I think that her presentation is really great. She's worked very hard. You can tell, uh, but this match didn't hit for me. The moonsault didn't, didn't go great at the end. Julia is very, very over. And I think it's good that they, they worked this in there and they, they had to see if the Abaddon feud would work. And it didn't work. I, I mean, th with this match, uh, Abaddon uses they, them. Uh, again, apologies. Uh, but the, the situation, it didn't, the match didn't click. The crowd with the this is spooky chance was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Really, really good. But the match itself, just, I feel like you need a ring general in there for a title match on pay-per-view. And that maybe that was lacking. But these are... Julia and Abaddon, I expect to see them around for years and years to come. Like, this isn't going to dissuade them. Irene says, The Swerve-Dustin match ruled as a squash with Dustin needing help out. I think they were afraid of not having a super over-swerve barely on the show. Irene, I agree with you there. Again, as I said, if you advertise Swerve... um, 
you got to deliver on him. Okay, guys, I am going to take a look at this answer that apparently happened at the Scrum. Hear from our sponsors at FitBod. FitBod.me slash PPV. You want to check this out. This is going to take your workouts to a new level. Daily workouts, goal and experience settings, muscle recovery, the ability to connect to all your devices. They have timed intervals, circuits and supersets, equipment selection. This stuff has helped me out a lot as I'm trying to get in the best shape of my life. And the thing I like about it, when I travel, it is so useful. So maybe you have weights one day, you have bands the next, and maybe the next day you don't have any equipment. You can only do body weight exercises. FitBod is going to cater your workout to that, and it's going to cater your workouts based on how fresh your muscles are. You can ask a trainer. You can use video demonstrations and exercise instructions. If you don't know what you're doing, you need to stop guessing and start working. And at fitbod.me slash ppv, you can redeem your 25% off code, and you can download to try it now for free. Fitbod, that's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash PPV, over 150,000 five-star reviews and over 5 million downloads. Fitbod.me slash PPV. So thank you to Luis for for pulling the the notes from the scrum as well. Uh, Tony is asked, I don't know in what context he was specifically asked, because I'm obviously on here, uh, but was asked about, uh, I guess, workplace safety. He says, Uh, He thinks it's a great question that applies to women and men, says they're very serious about workplace safety and they have a policy in place. Thinks they they have the safest environment and best safety record of any wrestling company in the world. He stresses again and again, it's the safest company in wrestling and any wrestler with concerns can always talk to him. If anything came to light to him, he'd take it to the AEW disciplinary committee. So, um, assuming assuming this was news to Tony, these claims it's something that would probably need to be taken to the committee and at least there would need to be an investigation and a decision made there now as of right now there is no there i don't know what exactly you know tony would be able to say okay i'm taking this you can't say i'm taking a heart emoji to the disciplinary committee but you can look at that and the context clues of what people are saying and go, well, you know what? We should really look into this a little bit more. Tony Khan also announced a partnership of AEW and WB Games. I don't have any context of that, though. Uh, Samoa Joe said the Triple B is going away. How about we give you some news on Fightful Select about that this week? How about that one? Uh, Joe, uh, thinks there was a misconception that his career was almost done. Then he was taking time to heal his concussion. It was a conscious decision on his part. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm man, Samoa Joe. We, we thought he might be done a few years ago. Thought he might be done. We have a bunch of super chats, humper chats, um, from a whole lot of people, uh, not even necessarily related to this show. Sean's asking, where do you think Deanna ends up? I think probably AEW, unless something categorical has changed. And I mean, man, getting back Serena, getting back Thunder Rosa, if they get Mercedes and they get Deanna, ooh boy, 
That is quite the shot in the arm for that women's division. Uh, so AEW has a Money in the Bank now, or is it more of the X Division title? It was more of an, a Money in the Bank for the TNT title. It was pretty much just the Money in the Bank. That's what it was. So let's talk about it. Because this is where the show got good. <clears throat> Adam Copeland defeated Christian Cage to win the TNT title. Holy crap. Uh, in Simmons says the match was fun. Powerbomb was hilarious because Ed was rushing the spot. But listen. To a combined age of like 100 picked up the pace on this show. Edge and Christian were one of my favorite tag teams ever. As a kid, they were they were some of my favorites. And I needed a match like this from them. I needed a very physical match. I needed a violent match from them. And you know, originally I thought, well, them doing it in Canada might take a little bit from it. But it really didn't. It really didn't take anything. In fact, it sort of added a little bit. Now, I listen, all due respect to Shannon Wayne, I don't really need her involved here. Nick Wayne, however, oh boy, Nick Wayne, <laughs> this guy is, uh, he's bumping all over the place for these two fellas. He's saying, listen, old timers, I got you. He's flopping around like a fish. He's flying over the top rope. He's getting knocked outside. He's darting in and out. A flaming table appears, and it doesn't break. He bounces off the edge of it. Whoo! Bounces off the edge of it. That was nasty. He sold it all the way to the back, too. I, I don't think Nick Wayne can be, uh, you know, underscored enough for how much he's doing here. Uh, Adam Copeland, Christian Cage, sort of playing the hits, but Edge gets the win with the kill switch, the unprettier, which, uh, listen, I'm going to probably call Adam Copeland Edge numerous times, probably numerous times. But uh, he gets the win with the unprettier. I loved this booking, buddy. Vincent says, the show greatly missed the elite. Most matches were barely average, but picked up with Copeland and Christian. The show ending also sort of fell flat with how obvious it was in the devil masks. I disagree with that last point, Vincent, but here we go. Immediately following Adam Copeland winning and holding the TNT championship <laughs> and having te teased a flamey or a table spear as well, wearing... Uh, Similar gear to the Mick Foley match. Killswitch showed up behind him with the contract. He had won the Battle Royal and could challenge for the TNT title whenever he wanted. Listen. I, I, and somebody's saying, LOL, number one contender, Battle Royce Hal becomes a Money in the Bank contract an hour later. That's genius writing. Uh, buddy, they announced it well before. They said, anytime they want the TNT title shot, TNT title shot is theirs. Kill Switch is going to take it. Christian goes, eh, eh, not going to happen. And you see just a, de a dejected former Luchasaurus, just like, oh, no. Why? Sorry, big man. 
I love this. Christian Cage took the contract, hit a spear on, on Adam Copeland, Adam Edgeland, and won the title back. Oh boy, I loved this so much. I really loved it. Christian walks in and walks out TNT champion. And Luchasaurus, who held the title for almost 100 days, has still only held the title once. Mm. I really like that, man. Also, another two-time TNT champion. Like Wardlow, Joe, Darby, Cody. Um... Who else did? I mean, there, there's Scorpio Sky, I think, Sammy. All kinds of people have held that more than one time, which I think is very cool. Uh, I thought this was brilliant booking. It was Christian becoming the ultimate opportunist on the ultimate opportunist. It was... It was such simple but intricate booking. He outplayed Edge. He quite literally beat Edge, or I'll say this, he beat Adam Copeland with Edge's greatest hits. Outthinking him, hitting him with a spear, cashing in. Christian Cage is doing some of the best work of his career. This is another guy I never thought we were going to get him back, right? Like four... It's like six years that we missed out on him. Never thought we'd get him back. Never thought we'd get Adam Copeland back. Never thought we'd get Sting back. And here we are watching. At one point, I didn't think we'd get Samoa Joe back, man. Here we are talking about Brian Danielson, too. So what, we got five guys on this show that it looked like we may never see wrestle again, and they're performing at a high level. Sting, you know, smoke and mirrors, but listen, he's Sting. Let it go. We'll be all right. I feel very fortunate that we are getting to watch Christian Cage right now and Adam Copeland. Now, granted, Christian Cage has sort of emerged in that race for me because I just think he's amazing. But, man, if there's if there's one thing that, that I will just reiterate to you guys and really hammer in. Don't take for granted the fact that we get to see these people perform because these are very special performers. And there's a reason why we're so excited. They came back and man, a lot of the edge WWE run wasn't for me, but right now he's doing some very cool stuff. And I still want to see him make good with Christian. And I still want to see them face the Hardys because I'm ridiculous. Jake says AEW needs a shot in the arm across the board. Underwhelming matches, several botches. Nick Wayne channeling his inner Spike Dudley. Woof. I'll be tuning out of AEW for a while in hopes they find that special something, but I'll still be with Fightful. Well, I mean, I hate to hear that, but ultimately, uh, find find what you enjoy. Find that type of wrestling you enjoy. Like you, Maybe you'll like Impact. Maybe you'll like MLW. Maybe you like New Japan. There's so many different different options for you shit maybe you like wow i can't imagine but maybe you do maybe that's what you're after hell yeah man that's the ability of wrestling 
Lucius McDuffie says, Sean, I'm curious what your definition of a top guy is. Someone that moves the needle and puts button seats or there other criteria used to label someone a top guy. Any combination of moving tickets, pay-per-views, television ratings, being booked well, performing well, getting top crowd reactions, any number of those. You can point at almost any top guy. For example, there were people who were, um, in 96, they would say, well, Shawn Michaels isn't a real top guy. Isn't a real top guy because the ratings are down. Man, imagine how bad they'd have been without him. Expecting any debuts at Dynamite this week? Yes. Hushes says, Mercedes Dynamite debut. Not a fan should be on the pay-per-view. Listen, if they were to debut her on Dynamite, I would promote it. I would say, hey, she's going to be on Dynamite. And Hit that one milli, my friend. That's what I would do. Mark Board says, is your gut say Mercedes debuts in a random dynamite, which seems like a waste, or do they hold off to revolution? I think a random dynamite. Mark Board says, does WWE leak a contract dollar ask like Mercedes as a negotiating ploy, as it seems to bring unnecessary fan hate and serves no other purpose to me? Um, I will say this. The number... Every day people try to guess or say, they just, they don't guess. They just outright declare who leaked things to me. Less than 5% of the time it's accurate. WWE did not leak me that information. Um, It was, that was not the situation. And I don't think anybody's ask should generate uh, any negative interaction. Cause I just think that people should know their worth. Irene says, even though it's all objectively speculation right now, AEW needs to keep Jericho off TV and do an investigation. You can't ignore that crowd tonight. Yeah, even if you don't suspend, I mean, you can just take him off TV. You ain't got to have the guy on TV. Took people off TV for a year at a time, right? Like, hmm. (sighs) Let's see here. When asked about Keith Lee, Tony said Keith wanted to wrestle tonight, but they took it out of his hands. Dustin helped them deliver a great match. Well, which is what fans pay to see. He said Keith got hurt at final battle, or Keith mentioned he got hurt at final battle. Had a great match with Brian Cage on collision. When Keith went to see AEW's doc today with his injury, his swelling had gone up. Worse after his recent matches, and doctor made the call, which Tony respects. Oh, man. I I hate to hear that. I, I want to see that match so bad, but I want Keith Lee, especially after all he had been through physically, to be okay. Eddie Kingston wins the Continental Classic. Listen, if you would listen to those uh, bet online AG, hold on, I'm going to address this. How is it you didn't know about the NDA? Joel, what NDA? What NDA am I supposed to know about? With who? Tell me who it is reported to have signed one. Tell me who it is rumored signed one. Tell me an allegation of specifically who signed one. How was I, how was it that I didn't, how was it I, what I didn't know about an NDA? That's, that's almost the damn point of an NDA. What? Ain't Miss fucking Cleo here, guys. I don't get to to just manufacture information. 
We are not all knowing. You cannot sit there and expect us to know everything. We can ask about almost everything. We aren't going to know about everything. That is very unrealistic. And like, I don't know if maybe people were conditioned to, to think that media were supposed to know everything. I don't even fancy myself as a journalist. I mean, sometimes you got to cover stuff that isn't fun to cover and isn't wonderful to cover, but you got to do it. But like, there are also some unrealistic expectations here. We can try our best. Jeez, man. How did we not know? Continental Classic, Eddie Kingston wins. You could have won some money on that one too. Bet online, AG, our great friends. They had them had Eddie listed as an underdog uh, weeks ago in the Continental Classic, and I thought he was going to win. I thought it made an awful lot of sense because to me, you want the Continental Classic to mean something. And to me, he established that it meant something. Kim Bruno says, was there live? Show started slow, but the last three matches especially humped. And Zach says, not my favorite pay-per-view, but nothing could ruin my happiness after that Mox-Kingston match. This was very, like, Japan-inspired. Very Japan-inspired, which I think was kind of the point. I really loved Brian Danielson on commentary throughout this, calling it as if it were a real fight. And he was he was like, you know, I think Eddie Kingston is a better striker. He certainly is a better striker than me. I think he's a better striker than Mox. And uh, that played into the finish because you got the, the spinning back fist and crack. That's a wrap. But not before... They're dumping each other on their heads and they're chopping the living shit out of each other. Uh, man. Man. Oh, okay, I, I want to show you guys a little more media illiteracy. How is there no reporting about Kevin Dunn? Brother, we, we published an article on Fightful Select like five hours ago. We talked about it for five minutes at the top of this show. What are y'all doing here? What? Come on now. What are we doing here? Ble thank God. Thank God we have smart people that subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I really love you guys. Uh, but Eddie unifies ROH world title. I don't know if it's unified. It's the, the modern North American triple crown. The New Japan strong title, the ROH world title, and the AEW Continental Classic uh, Championship. Now, we got to look at the Continental Classic Championship before they revealed it because they showed a graphic of it. Not the real thing, but a graphic. JB Love says it wasn't a great pay-per-view, but for me, the, the look on my man Eddie's face was worth the money. Hail the Mad King. Uh, yes, and I mean, you could tell how important this was for him. You, you can tell that it is it is something that that he really, really needed in order to just, he needed it for himself, it seemed like. Uh, Taz and Excalibur said that the titles would be defended separately, which I'm just like, if that's the case, I, do, I don't need the Continental Classic Championship defended separately. I don't. 
I I see it as a I see it as a trophy. And I can't imagine that I can't imagine that that would ah oh man. There's so many goddamn titles, brother. And New Japan's doing a whole whole last another one, right? Global. Hiroshi Tanahashi, please save us. I don't need all these championship belts. I would be happy if you kind of consolidated these championships. Shit, I wish New Japan and AEW would consolidate the, the trios titles and the ROH six-man. Make that a modern modern triple crown as well. Because, listen, there ain't that many trios that are getting booked right now. New Japan don't need more titles. AEW doesn't need more titles. Unless, unless the ROH titles go away, then yeah, sure, fine. But, man, separately... This match owned. This match was really good. They went out there. They beat the living shit out of each other. And I'll tell you what I loved about it. Uh, it ended on a good goddamn spinning back fist. Which is it's a move we've seen him finish people with before. But still, it was, it was sort of like an out of nowhere type of thing. I, I don't want to say out of nowhere. But the audience didn't seem like they expected it. They didn't seem like they thought, well, this is going to be the finish. And it was, and it was awesome. This was the type of match that I felt like it was important to have finished the Continental Classic as well. You got to have a slapper. You got to have a classic finish this tournament. And yeah, I believe it should be unified and multi-promotional. Mox Kingston felt like watching Misawa and Kobashi, says Jake and Ader. Hell yeah, brother. Swerve asked for his New Year's resolution at the scrum. He says, first African-American AEW world champion. Hell yeah. Within six months, please. Within six freaking months. Let's do it. We have a news story up on FightfulSelect.com with some more details, but people in the company think MJF has taken some time off. Um, Josh Mansfield, I will uh, find that uh, for you. Actually, I'll ask... There we go. Do you think the Continental Classic title is, is to be a backup for the TNT TBS title if WBD drops AEW for Raw? No, I, I don't think they will drop AEW for Raw, but I think that they would just change the names of those titles. Yeah. I, I think that they would just make it like Intercontinental or something like that. So MJF, defeated by Samoa Joe. Adam Cole joins MJF to a big pop, big pop. And this is a more slow match, but I, God, I loved it. And let me tell you guys, MJF is really hurting. MJF is in rough shape, man. His shoulders messed up. His hips messed up. It's a bummer. I would expect that he's going to probably. 
he's probably going to be gone for a little bit. If I were to guess, and based on what people think in the company. And he left it out there tonight. He, he left it out there. And I know that people are going to be like, and CM says, if MJF is taking time off, that does sort of indirectly tell us he signed an extension, right? I mean, I, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think he'll be around. I think he'll probably play it up, right? Like, I think he'll probably play it up. Well, where am I? But after reading that Players Tribune article, like, do you th- think he's going anywhere? I don't. Jack Campbell says, any idea how long MJF will be out for? He's booked at Comic-Con in March here in Lexington. He had that big bruise on his back, as as Joel says. But um, Hi says, are we talking about MJF status tonight or he need to go to Fightful Select? Uh, I also have CD in my only championship matchup guaranteed to win. I mean, listen, we're going to talk plenty about it here on this post show as we always do. But listen, FightfulSelect.com is a great way to support us. Uh, We really do appreciate when you guys do that. I know there's a lot of places where you can get our news for free, but you know what? You're never going to get it with the same context, accuracy, detail, and you can ask questions on ours as well. Uh, If you're, you not sold on Fightful Select. We got 40 podcasts over there as well. We got a wonderful community. And next week, we got the Fightful Awards voting. But there were two particular spots that I looked at in this. There was the MJF, the MJF5. Whew. Nasty. Nasty. on With an injured shoulder. And then there was the goddamnedest muscle buster I have ever seen. Ever seen. On the apron. Filthy man. Psychopath. Sickos. Just messed up in the head. A muscle buster on the apron. Vincent says, Weird to think about how AEW's new world champion is even in their own video game. I'm sure he will be. He will be. Joseph Molina says best $54 yearly. Yeah, you can save money by subscribing annually. And uh, BB says been a Patreon member for about a year and have never once regretted it. People usually stick around. Makes me very happy because uh, I can tell you this, after WrestleMania, that's that's uh, primarily where I'm going to be doing a lot of my interacting. Orlando says, have you seen Tony Khan during the media scrum? Woof. I heard that he answered the question in Tony Storm's oversized sunglasses and furry hat, which I think is just a a terrible idea. A terrible idea that almost undermines the the seriousness of it. And it shouldn't be. Maybe he was absent-minded about it, but not, not good. JP says, listening to Joe on the scrum sounds like he's the new leader of the room. His professionalism and approach on how uh, the business should be handled and focused on the fan experience. Kate got the first question. Hell yeah, Kate. Kate there on behalf of Fightful. Uh, I mean, l- let me tell you, when I tell you that woman uh, like saved my sanity in 2023, um, she she's incredible. Only good things for Kate. But Samoa Joe is the new AEW champion. Fightful, Fightful Select predicted it, my friends. You could have won money. You could have paid for your New Year's. Like we told you. Like we told you. I think it's good. Now, I do I think um, 
Wow. Somebody said Sean Adam Hopkins came and took the glasses and hat off of him. It was that bad. Jesus. I don't know how you do that, man. I, I don't know how you do that. But uh, as far as Joe and MJF, like, you know, I, MJF said it himself. Like, of course, there's going to be some MJF fatigue. He was involved in a lot of stuff and probably a lot more stuff than he should have been. And once October hit, you know, the quality of some of those matches, you know, Juice was fine. Daniel Garcia was fine. But the tag team matches we were seeing were not good. The Jay White match and the angle, not good. I thought this was good. I thought the Kenny Omega match was a classic. Like, the Adam Cole match, the, the first one, incredible. The second one, incredible. So we're looking at this, and it's like, okay. The Omega match, great. The Joe match, I thought, was really good. The first Joe match, pretty damn good. Adam Cole had two unbelievable matches with him. Danielson, earlier this year, awesome match. He had the one with Takeshi that was an eliminator, but still in his reign. I thought he had like seven or eight really great matches this year. Like just really, really great matches in this reign. And I mean, the, the Ricky Starks one that was really quickly after the, the title reign too. I think he had a good ass reign, man, for, for 13 months. Well, then it happens. The lights are going out. Adam Cole cowering in fear. The devils are all around. The devil is Adam Cole. I like it, man. Let's see how you guys felt. Action says, it's 1126 calling it right now. Britt Baker is the devil. Fightful Select reported that Britt Baker was not the devil, but you know who reported was going to be one of the devils? Wardlow. Now, an interesting note in our scoops thread today. Up until the point that we had reported that the people under the masks were those who were going to be revealed as being under the masks, that those were the guys that were there. However, this past week, they did a little switcheroo, and the guy that looked like it was Wardlow was actually Preston Vance. Not supposed to be a devil, by the way. Mike the Jeweler says, Cole's the devil. What a surprise. Wardlow posting on his Instagram story. He's in London, not in the group. Was a big giveaway. World and year's end. Happy New Year's. Fightful and the extended fam. Do you think Cranky Man Phil would ever come back to AEW? I think eventually time heals all wounds. And maybe way, way, way down the line, he says, you know what? I have some unfinished territory or unfinished business there. And maybe the Bucks and Kenny are like, you know what? This one's going to hang over our career if we don't do it. And maybe they make it happen. We've seen crazier stuff happen. 
Uh, get your super chats, get your humper chats in. We are heading down the home stretch. Vasco says, love the three women's matches in the last three. Uh, I definitely like the last three. Definitely like the last three. Uh, yeah, uh, Cole is not cleared to the best of my knowledge, guys. Chris says, figured Cole was the devil, but let down by the reveal. Excited for the follow-up and where Warload fits in. Is that a Jericho book reference? Because he called Warlord Warload all the time. Van Twinblade says, okay, kids, calling a twist and then that twist happening doesn't make the twist bad. It makes me media literate. Cole twist is fine. I thought the reaction to Cole was really, really good. And Caden, I'm with you. I was hoping Kyle O'Reilly would be one of the devil's henchmen. Anything's possible. Uh, but Reese Power says as soon as Cole was out, you knew he was screwed. The reveal with him sitting on the chair was perfect. So that's what I like. Him sitting on the chair very, very menacingly. Very menacingly. Wag says, I wish Kyle was healthy. How fun would it have been to have the new version of Undisputed versus this version of Bullet Club for heel group supremacy, Jay White versus Adam Cole as the leaders? I want to see Bullet Club Gold get more more power, so to speak, more, more added to them. Uh, the, the chair reveal phenomenal. Uh, I would like to see O'Reilly added whenever they can. Crew kid says when Cole was re revealed as the devil, I sighed from the unfortunate inevitability and said, I am sad. And I liked it. Like I get it there. There's always going to be people disappointed with, with that type of thing. There's always going to be people that are like, ah, you know what? That one isn't for me. Black Phoenix brand says, great show. My anxiety was on 10 to wait to see how the devil reveal would go down. And it didn't disappoint uh, from the ending resembling the, the ending of the streak to the closing moments. Job well done. AEW. I'm about to go back and watch the reaction again, just to kind of see how it plays. Cause you know, a lot, a lot of shit went down over the last few days, guys. So uh, I, I want to see how that is. And I'm, I'm happy for Taven and Bennett to be put in this major angle. Uh, Taven and Bennett are officially the ROH tag team champions. Uh, Warlord is in, or Warload. Wardlow is involved. <laughs> Wardlow is involved, and he's been threatening Max for quite a while. We know that, uh, we know that the, uh, the, we know where Adam Cole's going whenever he's back, obviously. Thoughts on Garcia and Brian going forward. I want them to feud in a one-on-one -on -one feud. That's that's what I want. That I gotta have that. Gotta have that. It needs to happen. It's a it's a maker for Garcia. Crew Kid says no, but like in a good way. Oh, okay. Oh, you were okay. I get it now. You were sad. Like, were you sad that the friendship ended? Okay. Nicholas says, "Won't lie, Warlord is a pretty dope nickname." There was a wrestler named Warlord. That's what I assumed that it was uh, It was the reference to for his name. Any chance Maria and Britt join Undisputed Kingdom? I hope. I think that would be dope. I think that'd be really good. I think it'd be different. I think it would be fresh. Bullet Club should add a gold standard. I friggin' love that idea, Jordan Scott. Please add Shelton Benjamin. Please. Bako 5 says, TK wearing that gives me secondhand embarrassment. And Joel Wood says, 
Tony Khan saying AEW is the safest place in wrestling when he says he feared for his life just four months ago came, comes across as tone deaf to me. So first off, yeah, he should not have worn that when answering that question. But also, he can feel that way because Punk is gone now. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. We've got uh, Van Twinblade saying War Horse is Glory Pro Champion. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tony Khan has confirmed that Andrade's contract is now in uh, up at the end of the year. So, let me just I tweet that. Bink, there you go. So, uh, I would expect Andrade to be out of there. JP says, not sure I missed it, but what was the thing with Starks not engaging with Jericho and Hobbs jumping in? Looks like he was taking a stand, or was that a work? I'm sure it was a work. I'm sure it was a work. Like, I'm sure he's doing his job. What are the chances MJF goes to DPW? You know, honestly, if he were to make indie appearances, that's that's one of them you have to make, right? You gotta hit up Deadlock Pro. Daniel Garcia uh, talks about his contract being up at the end of next year. We're going to have some more details on that on Fightful Select, too. Uh, we'll ask Luis to go through and make sure that he's gotten any missed Super Chats, Humper Chats, uh, and and the like. Van Twinblade says, oh, we, we read that one. We, we already read that one. Guys, I want to thank you all so much. It has been a long day. Uh, every time one of these pay-per-views happen. Some crazy shit goes down, and it's always just an insane day. I want to thank those of you that, that are practicing media literacy, and quite frankly, uh, that are good people and understand that we can't just can't just jump into the fire on sensitive so subjects like that. They, they need to be handled with care and respect. Uh, it's a lot different than reporting run-of-the-mill wrestling news. You know what I mean? Uh, we are back. Monday for WWE Raw Day 1. It's going to be a big show. I think Dynamite's going to be a big show. I think. Yeah. Mac Tastrophe says, sorry for being late, uh, but when you were talking about Jericho, Kylie, and NDAs, is this story on Fightful Selector? Can I get a brief, brief rehash? You can get a full rundown earlier on, on ahead of that match right here. Um that is not something that I think that outlets should be aggregating. Those are my words and my personal experience in trying to find out things. And it's not something that I think should be summarized by anybody. I think it should be listened to uh, with confirmation or with context, rather. In Simmons says, uh, not mad at Cole. Could have been Jungle Boy and it would have been bad. O'Reilly was fantasy and rule number one. Uh, don't fantasy book yourself. You might, you might be mad. Yeah. Um, I, we had reported on Fightful Select that it wasn't going to be Jack Perry too. Even though there were some hints. Since she wasn't there tonight, any ideas on destination for Mercedes? Yeah, AEW. That's where I think she's going. Vincent says, 
Would it not be a legal issue if WWE contracted or contacted Andrade while under contract to AEW? Depends on the nature of the contract. Might be, might be able to. Likely wouldn't be able to, or likely would cause issues if they did. But it happens. It happens with everybody. It's just how it is. There's not a lot that's going to be. What are they going to do? Say, oh no, you you really screwed us over by bringing him in two days before his contract was up, or talking to him two days before his contract was up and he was going to leave. Guys, thank you all so much. Again, this week is going to be insane. Monday, Raw Day One. Wednesday, Dynamite. We also have the Hump on Wednesday. I'll have my Q and A on Fightful Select as well. Friday, I'm going to swing by the SmackDown post show. For the New Year's Revolution episode, we're going to have a bunch of scoops. We'll have rundowns ahead of the show on uh, FightfulSelect.com. We'll have producer, backstage info, all that. And it's contract season, baby. How about this? I got a Ted Turner article going up on Fightful Select New Year's Eve. Had to give you all something different. I want to thank our moderator, Luis. Uh, I want to thank everybody who, uh, you know, just was nice over, over the Christmas season, right? Just nice. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for helping us do what we do. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.